All right, chapter 28. We are coming to, uh, quickly coming to the end of the book of Job. Uh, chapter 28 is, well, it's, it's a little enigmatic just to talk about it, really, because there's some debate on uh, who actually is the speaker in chapter 28. There's really nothing... There's nothing in the in the chapter that ties it with the speech that comes before or after. So there are a lot of people who um, who uh, think that chapter 28 is a um, uh, kind of a break, kind of a, uh, a poetic interlude, I guess, uh, between uh, Job's words. Um, there's a lot of people that think that, and that's a that's a valid. Uh, valid viewpoint. Um, since there's really no change in speaker, there's no um, there's no indication that anything has um, has transpired to make you think that something has uh, has changed the context. Um, I I usually take it as Job speaking, and he's going to be speaking about wisdom, and it's a uh, it's almost like a summation of the worldview that has gone before in in all the previous chapters because um, Job is searching for wisdom in the midst of his suffering. He's searching for um, the reasons for you know all the things that he's gone through and all the you know all the the battles he's had to fight with uh, despair and depression and sickness and all the things that have gone on with the losing of his family and his his livelihood and even his health, um, and then to make matters worse, you know, here come these three friends who are supposed to be comforting him, and instead they have heaped upon him uh, more rules and regulations, and in essence they are saying to him, you must deny uh, God's word. You must deny that uh, God's promise uh, of forgiveness and covering through sacrifice is valid. That's what uh, they're trying to get him to do. And we've seen that through the previous chapters is they're trying to get him to uh, to say that all the sacrifices that he has done, all the, the trusting in God, all the things that he has done to be obedient to God, um, as far as not as far as good works meriting his his uh, forgiveness, but uh, God told him that uh, you know as He tells us throughout Scripture that uh, it's by by faith, and that faith is exhibited through sacrifice, which points to the culminating sacrifice of Christ. And what, in essence, what they're doing is they're saying, "Now, Job, God must have changed His mind because you're suffering and." Um, only bad people suffer. Good people don't suffer. Righteous people don't suffer. So therefore, you must be bad. Therefore, the sacrifices that you've made every day for you and your family must not have uh, been sufficient. And Job is uh, out and out denying that claim, as he should. And it would be, I've said this before in previous lessons, I'm sure, but it would be akin to someone coming up and if I was going through some terrible tragedy, some suffering that happened, um, they would say that God is punishing me and um, 
Jesus Christ, his sacrifice is not enough to atone for my sins. And that's why I'm suffering because God has is requiring more of me to pay for my sins. And as a Christian, that's something that I would never do. That's something I would never capitulate to because that's not what God's word teaches. And so Job is in a similar predicament. Uh, he is searching for wisdom in this because he, he genuinely wants to find out why God uh, is seemingly is punishing him. Uh, he wants to understand, and he has called God out three or four times already at least, um, asking him to come and judge his case, come and let him make his plea before God. And so far, God has been silent. So Job is seek, seeking for wisdom, and these three friends are uh, purportedly producing the wisdom that Job needs to hear. But uh, in fact, it's not wisdom at all. And so in chapter 28, Job is going to, uh, it's re really poetic, but he is going to uh, give us kind of a, uh, a treatise on wisdom, I guess you would say. Um, he's going to show us that, that true wisdom um, is really unappreciated by man because man, he's going to seek what he desires. And if wisdom is something that he desires, then he's going to seek after that. But what we're going to find by the end of the chapter is that true wisdom abides with God alone. So what Job is going to, uh, the the end result of this chapter I take from it is that um, Job is going to fall back on what God has told him. And that is, uh, you know, that, that yes, indeed, the sacrifices did cover his sin, and he is righteous before God. Uh, and he, he's going to understand and tell us that true wisdom abides in God alone. So if we look <clears throat> just in the first section, we find out that, that what we're going to see is he's going to draw us a picture of what this looks like. Uh, men will always search out what they value. That goes for me, that goes for you, that goes for us all. Believer, non-believer, it doesn't matter who you are, where you are, what kind of person you are, what you find valuable, you will search that out. In, in verses 1 through 3, um, Job says, Surely there is a mine for silver, a place for gold that they refine. Talking about men refining gold and silver. Iron is taken out of the earth and copper is smelted from the ore. Man puts an end to darkness. That that means he he uh, he will seek it out in the darkness and, and searches out to the farthest limit, the ore in gloom and deep darkness. He's saying we value this silver. We value this gold that we refine. We value iron and copper. And we uh, we smelt that and we take it out and we turn it into ore and we, we use it for those things. And these are valuable metals, valuable materials. And we will put an end to any darkness in which these metals, these valuables abide uh, because we search it out to the farthest limit. It doesn't matter how much gloom or how much deep darkness uh, separates us between these things that we value. We will search it out if we value it. If you love it, uh, you will find a way to do it. I often hear people, this is just an example, but I often hear people tell me that they cannot understand, um, they cannot understand the Bible. And, you know, that, that, that's a valid concern in some places. There are places in uh, especially uh, Leviticus and some of the minor prophets and, you know, even, the, you know, some of the enigmatic um, uh, 
statements of Paul that I find hard to understand. And even the scripture tells us, Peter tells us that some of the things Paul says are hard to understand. Uh, but if, if you desire God's word, if you love God's word, there's nothing that's going to keep you from searching after that understanding. It, it, it may not present itself to you, you know, with a, a pretty bow wrapped on top. You may have to work for it. You may have to study. You may have to study to show yourself approved, which is what scripture says. But, but, uh, I often tell people when they tell me that, uh, I tell them if that book was not called the Bible, if it was called how to make a million dollars in 10 minutes, it wouldn't matter if it was written in Mandarin Chinese, you would find a way to understand it. You would find a way to interpret it. You would find somebody that could help you figure this out. So we search what, uh, what's valuable to us. You know, we'll find a way, we'll find a way and we'll find a way when they're in the most difficult places. If it's something we love, we will we'll dig through the most difficult places to find it. Uh, verse 4 says, He opens a shaft in the valley away from where anyone lives. They are forgotten by travelers, these, these places. They hang in the air far away from mankind. They swing to and fro. Um, he's, he's talking about the places where these valuables lie. Said, it doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter how far off or how remote or how, how, how long you have to travel to get there. If they're valuable to you, if these things that you're seeking after, whatever's valuable to you, you'll seek after it. It doesn't matter where it is. Verse 5 says, As for the earth, out of it comes bread, but underneath it is turned up as by fire. Its stones are the place of sapphires, and it has dust of gold. That path no bird of prey knows. He's talking about, he's talking about the, the places where these minerals are found, um, they're, they're under the earth, they're under, you know, these places. And he's going to tell us here in verse five that, uh, even, even parts of creation don't know where these things are. It says the path, that path, the path where these valuables lie, no bird of prey knows and the falcon's eye has not seen it. The proud beasts have not trodden it. The lion has not passed over it. He's saying what men love, they will search for, even though there is no, there's no, the creation doesn't even realize what man is searching for. Um, you, you, you take a look at these things that are valuable to us. The lion doesn't care about gold. The bird of prey, the falcon, the, the, the beasts of the field, they don't care about gold, silver, iron, or these things are valuable to mankind because he's placed a value upon them. Um, but they're not valuable to creation. So the the lion's not looking for this ore that's found somewhere. The the falcon's eye doesn't. You know, it's not searching for gold or silver. But man will man will if he places a value upon it. If he if he loves it, he will seek after it with all his heart, with all his might, with all his strength. He will seek after it, and he will not stop until he. Uh, finds it. He will not stop until he achieves it. Whatever it is that you love, you will, um, you will run after. You will run after it. Whatever it is that you love, it says. <clears throat> verses nine through uh, eleven kind of continue this thought. It, 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 they're telling us that that man is going to search for these valuables with all the energy that he can possibly muster. Uh, verse nine says. Uh, man puts his hand to the flinty rock and overturns mountains by the roots. He cuts out channels in the rocks. I mean, you imagine he's cutting through mountains to find what he's after. And his eye sees 
every precious thing. He dams up the streams so that they do not trickle. And the thing that is hidden, he brings out to light. Whatever he finds valuable, there's no mountain, there's no river that's going to get in his way. He's going to put his hand to that flint. He's going to overturn the mountain itself. If it's if it's valuable and I desire it and I need it and I want it, um, then I'm going to have it. And nothing's going to stand in my way. And that's with all of us. Whatever we, whatever we value, that's what we chase after. And we do it with all our might. But the problem, Job says, is, is that man just does not realize the value of wisdom. He realizes the value of gold, silver, all those things. But not wisdom. It says, verse 12 says, But where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its worth. He's telling his friends, he's saying, look, whatever we desire, we seek after. Whatever you want, you'll go after it with all your might, with all your strength. Uh, the problem is that we value these things more than we value the wisdom of God. We value these things more than understanding the Almighty rightly. Um, the, the friends are not trying to give Job wisdom to help him know God better. They're just trying to get his leg out of the trap. They want him to uh, recant all he knows that is true just so he can get all his stuff back, you know, just so he can uh, have the blessings of God again. It's not about finding God. It's not about having relationship with God. It's not about any of those things. What it's about is uh, figuring out a way to get back what I've lost. And Job's telling them, look, you guys are searching after all these things, but true wisdom is what I'm after. Job, he's not necessarily asking for everything back. Over and over again, his refrain has been, come and judge my case. Come and listen to my plea. Come and declare me guilty or innocent. His main issue doesn't seem to be, hey, Give me my kids back. Give me my livelihood back. Give me my health back. His main issue is help me understand what's going on here. Help me understand. Give me the wisdom to know what you're doing in all this. Am I innocent? Am I guilty? These things. That, those are Job's uh, main focus. Um, the rest of 13, it shows us that wisdom is not even found in the remote places. It's not like gold or silver where you can go find it. Uh, verse 13 says, man does not know its worth. Talking about wisdom. It is not found in the land of the living. Um, the deep says, it is not in me. And the sea says, it is not with me. Um, it, it cannot be, it cannot be uh, bought for gold and silver. cannot be weighed as its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, it, it, in precious onyx or sapphire. Gold and glass cannot equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewels of fine gold. Um, all these things, it's, it's, wisdom is not found anywhere in the depths of the earth. It's not found in the land of the living. It's not here in creation. Wisdom can't be bought for any price. It can't be bought for gold, uh, no amount of silver. It can't be valued with any precious metal, precious material. Um, wisdom cannot be equaled in value by gold and glass. Uh, you can't exchange anything for it. Uh, crystal and coral can't buy it. That's what it says in the uh, uh, 18, no mention shall be made of coral or of crystal. The price of wisdom is above pearls. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. Understand this, believer. 
the wisdom of God, understanding God's word, understanding the precepts of God himself, because his word is his revelation of himself. It's not just a book filled with information that God wants you to know. It's the revelation of him. It's who he is. And it's a call to come and know him, a call to come and be in relationship with him. And this wisdom, this, uh, this what we call uh, relational experience, this relational wisdom of God, um, it, it can't be valued. It can't be valued with gold. But yet, if you remember, it said, you'll, you'll carve out the darkest tunnel, go through any mountain, and cross any river to find gold and silver and those things. But here is the wisdom of God. It's knowing the Almighty Himself, being in right relationship with Him, and it can't be equaled. You can't have enough gold that will equal this is this wisdom's value, but nobody's seeking for it. Nobody's seeking after it. This wisdom can't be bought or sold. It can't be found. It's, it's too valuable to even abide in creation. It says it's not among the land of the living, but yet no one seeks for it. It's given by God, and it abides with Him alone. Job is a man who is seeking after this wisdom. He's seeking after this correcting of his relationship with God. He's seeking to be right before the Father's eyes. He he is seeking to be justified in his case. He's he's seeking these things and all he's being presented with are moralisms and works-based religions and platitudes and inventive schemes and ways to regain the favor of God, uh, to regain the blessings of God. But Job is clear that he doesn't just want the blessings of God. He wants to be right with God. And so Job seeks after these things. But what we're going to see as we look, it's really simple chapter. There's only uh, seven or eight more verses. Um, Job is going to ask the question, verse 12, I mean, verse 20, he says, From where then does wisdom come? And where is the place of understanding? He's asking, man searches for what he wants. He'll chase after what he desires. But he, he doesn't value wisdom uh, in its rightful place above all things where it belongs. So he says, well, well, well where does the wisdom come from then? And where is the place of understanding? If it's, if it's not here and it can't be found and it can't be bought and it can't be sold and it can't be valued, where is it? Where do we find these things? Um, it says it's, it's hidden from the eyes of the living. It's concealed from the birds of the air. It's hidden from, from the eyes of all living, then concealed from the birds of the air. Abaddon and death say we have heard a rumor of it with our ears. Uh, wisdom is, it can't even be found by death and the destroyer. The Abaddon means the destroyer. Uh, wisdom can't even be found in death. Uh, what he's saying is there. There's nothing. There's n no creature under heaven. No place under the sky. There's even in death, man does not gain wisdom. He does not gain uh, a right standing with God. He does not gain an end to uh, this search for this un this immeasurable uh, commodity. This wisdom of God. Uh, it cannot be found. 
So he says, where does it, where does it abide? Where is the place of this understanding? Verse 23 says, God understands the way to it. And he knows its place. For he, <clears throat> excuse me, for he looks to the ends of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. God is the one who understands the way to wisdom and knows its place. And he is the one who, who dispenses that wisdom under heaven, under ev everything under heaven, sees everything under heaven. So it, it, if, you, if you take what Job's saying here um, and compare it to the things that we've seen in the previous chapters, <clears throat> what he's doing is he's basically showing the men that are trying to counsel him uh, that he is he, he cannot take their counsel because wisdom doesn't abide with men. These men aren't seeking after wisdom. They're seeking after blessing. They're seeking after religious ritual that will coerce the blessing of God. They're not seeking after that. But God has given wisdom. God understands wisdom, and he has told mankind what he must do. And, and Job exemplified this in the very first chapter of this book where he said Job was a righteous man. Even God's own mouth said Job was a righteous man, not because he was sinless, but because he had faith in God and because he was faithful to sacrifice as God had commanded. And we know those sacrifices pointed toward the sacrifice of Christ, but they covered the sins that uh, Job and his family had committed. It said that he, he, he sacrificed every day just in case one of his sons, one of his children uh, curse God in their heart. He, he went, out, went on and sacrificed for them. So he's saying that wisdom, true wisdom, what I'm seeking after, it, it doesn't lie with you. It lies with God. I cannot take your counsel over what God has said. I cannot take your advice over what God has told, what God has, has told me. God alone establishes wisdom. It's God who is wisdom. Verse 25 says, When he gave to the wind its weight and apportioned the waters by measure, when he made a decree for the rain and a way for the lightning of the thunder, then he saw it, wisdom, and declared it. He established it and he searched it out. It's God who, it's God who exemplifies wisdom. It's God who is wisdom. Therefore, only God can give wisdom. And it reminds me of James when it says, if any man lack wisdom, what does he do? He asks God. Uh, verse 28 says, And he said to man, Behold the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. So Job is, is falling back onto the word of God here. He's falling back um, to what God has told him. And he says, wisdom is this. And he said to man, God has revealed himself to man. He has revealed his word to man. He has revealed where wisdom lies and what man must do to be right, what man must do to be justified before God. He said, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. Understanding that he is who he is. Who he, is. he is the Almighty. He is the All-Powerful. He is the I Am and to turn away from evil, that's understanding. Job is telling his friends, I cannot follow your counsel. I cannot because you, you men are seeking after valuables that the lions and the birds don't even think are valuable. 
You're seeking after valuables in the darkest tunnel. You're cutting through the biggest mountains and overturning those mountains, uh, going across streams and rivers uh, to find what you consider to be valuable when nothing else in creation considers it to be valuable. And the most valuable thing in the universe, you are not even making an effort to find it. But you're trying to counsel me. He said, uh, God is where I get wisdom. And God has told man that the fear of the Lord is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. So in the next chapter, Job's going to give like a summary uh, of his defense against these friends. And then we're going to see Job's case come to a close. And we're going to hear another another speaker come in. And then finally God's going to come in. And he's going to tell Job exactly what he thinks. Um, but here it's... Uh, the main point of this is Job is refuting. Uh, he, he's basically declaring that he will not listen to what these men have said, that wisdom only comes from God, and men are always seeking after what they desire, but to desire the wisdom, the relationship, the justification of God is the most valuable, the most uh, the most costly, and the most, most perfect part, and that's the part that Job will seek.